Bonneville is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness, because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. What up, what up, what up, everybody? This is the Spawn On Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. What the DOB? I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Hope you're all having a wonderful week. I hope you're all having a fantastic beginning of your Black History Month. I am rocking here with all of you, making it happen, getting it in, super excited. We got lots to talk about, and we got to do it in an hour, because that's the way it is. Look at that breath control. I'm old and have breath control like a young rapper. It is amazing. That is the energy I'm bringing today because, you know, we had a we had a missed week. Uh, I was preparing for the spawnies. I was excited to get all that stuff together and make that be a thing. And we just killed it. It was amazing so there wasn't a show last week but there's a show prior to that uh with jason kelly uh please go check that show out go make sure you're getting into that and digging into all the things there we're gonna roll right into the show we're gonna get right into the conversations and we're gonna do that we're gonna talk about the 411 Yo, what up? Everybody's here. Yeah. So let me just talk really quick about how well the Spawnies went. I just want to say thank you to each and every one of the 335,000 people who watch the Spawnies, not just viewers, but all the full number of views that were given to me from the Twitch analytics dashboard of live views that happened on our award show. It is and was a ridiculous success. It was blew my own mind about how well the show did. And to hear so many folks talk about you know, what the show meant to them and, and, and how good it was and, and, and all the things about, you know, that layer of the conversation just really blew my mind in terms of like hearing how good all of this wind up being. It was a brilliant, ridiculous, fun time to see all of you in chat while and out about the show, going into it about my drawing, which was fantastic. And I'm a beautiful artist and I love how I draw because I'm the best drawer ever to have drawn uh, you know if you missed the, the spawnies and you don't know what that means but if you did then you know exactly what it is my masterful drawing of mortal Kombat and no man's sky that should be hung in an art museum and art is my passion the same way royal martin has said it in the chat i i, I swear that there needs to be a uh, uh you know a show where i just get to draw things that are in my mind and and put them you know pen to paper and and you know master photoshop it was it was it was beautiful it was like a transcendent moment 
to see the drawings that I, those drawings were terrible. Those drawings were awful. Those are drawings that you put in the corner if you were in elementary school. They were like, yo, what's wrong with that kid? Is that get all right? I don't know if something, I don't know if he's okay. I don't know if he's all right. He, he needs something. He needs help. Something. Um, but it was brilliant. It was it was super cool. It was a lot of fun. I had a blast doing it. And and to be and to be fair, it was just, you know, the the best thing on the planet. I had so much fun doing it. And, you know, it just capped off all of this really good energy that was in the space and, uh, you know, in, in, in the conversation around the award show. Rihanna killed it. Everyone who was a part of the show, you know, so many wonderful folks who were presenters. Uh, Mega ran and Amaze did their joints on the music side. Two of the nastiest music uh, performances you would see in the gaming space happened on our show. And... I'll be honest. I, I think we made we made history uh, this this past Monday. You know, January thirty first, we made history. First show of this kind featuring two black hosts, featuring this many folks uh, from underrepresented groups, featuring so many folks who were uh, award winners who were from underrepresented groups. We made history this past week, and I want to thank you all for that because that was a part of the plan. That was a part of the idea that was the the thrust of what this this show was to, to to live up to and showcase and give love to developers and give love to our people and to show all the beauty that we possess within this space in this gaming industry. And I think we absolutely nailed it. And it gives me so much more ammunition to baby to be like go after a bigger show uh and, and think a little bit deeper about like what what else can we do to make this show um you know bigger than than what this first version was um it was so so cool uh, to be able to do that and have all the love in the chat so um master love to you all for that for for coming through and hanging out I had a blast watching it. My wife cried. Um, I cried a little bit at the end of the show. Um, and and it was like, you know, one of the best things ever uh, to be able to do that show and, and have so many people love on it and, and, and give it the, 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 the gravity of the moment was really, really cool. Um, I'm not like, I'm thinking about the next layers that we're going to wind up doing of course there's more um you know uh categories that we want to go into for next year you know we want to blow it out with more music we want to do more uh entertainment layers to it like i'd love to do some educational uh, parts in there to kind of talk about you know what is the essence of what that part of the show is going to wind up being and how you know, all of those layers are going to kind of, you know, join together to to make dopeness Voltron for Spawnies too. And, you know, who else do I want to kind of get involved in in the show? I think that's also going to be a really important layer to where all of this winds up laying. So I'm just really thankful and and, and really happy for the, the, the conversation and the way that it wound up happening and feeling really, really good about you know how all of it came together that to me is the thing that makes the most uh makes me the most happy is is knowing that just like all of this was you know 
crafted and, and, and really received super well. Shout out to Mega Ran in the chat right now who came through and just laid down the nastiest uh, uh, joint on, on it forever. It was, you know, Mega Ran who's in the chat right now. Amazing artist. Live 95 out now. Uh, and he's just brilliant. Like, you know, I was talking on another stream, you know, yesterday uh, about like how we had had the concept of what this music segment was going to wind up being. And 24 hours later, he had the nastiest joint on the planet for our show. Uh, he dropped them bars and the bars was gorgeous. Uh, so, you know, shout out to Mega Ran. You know, hopefully I'll see you when you come out here in Portland because I know they have a, a tour uh, happening very, very soon. So excited to see Mega Ran when he comes back out to the PNW. Um, but I'm just happy. I'm just feeling really joyous and and and, and grateful uh, to our sponsors, Lenovo, Coil, Alana Pierce, to, to all the folks who came through and, and lent their talents to the show. Um, and it was just a really dope black moment within gaming that no one has done before. Um, and I think that's going to be, you know, the energy within that is going to move us forward to the next version that we'll have, you know, next January 31st, which I think, I think that's where I kind of wanted to land, like seeing the energy that was here for black history month and, you know, seeing so many folks kind of pre mad about what was going to happen for, you know, uh, black history month. And even folks in our own community who were like already kind of poo pooing the energy that was going to be in black history month. Like a thing that I'll keep sharing is like, we know we're going to get negative energy towards us as a collective for the, for, for our month. What we can do is give that space, you know, energy to go into it that is positive right off the get. And I think, you know, landing the Spawnies on Jan on January 31st now, and maybe that being the date that it winds up happening every year, really felt good to kind of push forward in, into into um, Black History Month uh, with that good energy in it. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll mess around with that. Uh, we'll be talking to other folks again. If you want to sponsor the show, go to the spawnies.com, hit me up. Now's the perfect time. I'm getting all the numbers together and all the, and all those kinds of, um, uh, metrics together. I think there was a social media reach of about like three, what was it? Like 1.4? No, it's like 4.2 million or something like that. Uh, which was also wild. Uh, within that conversation to see that much energy around the show on social media. Um, so I am very happy. I'm very grateful, very thankful to all of you at home for being a part of that very special moment for all that hard work that went into that show. Um, and then we move forward to making more dope stuff happen um, in the future. Alongside that, uh, there are some actually really uh, cool uh, announcements, and if you missed it, uh, I want to share it for you right about now. What's good, everybody in Chicago? Khalif here. We have lots of great conversations to have for the rest of 2022. Hoping that you're having a fantastic beginning to your year. I wanted to share some good news with you early. I think it's super cool that I get a chance to say this out loud, but we are now part of the Epic Content Creator Program. Please use our creator code spawn on me at checkout in the EGS store. You get to help us grow. You get to help Bercago get bigger. And you also now get something very, very cool because every month we're going to be doing a fantastic video series that looks into 
some of the great games that are in the Epic Games Store. So that means we're going to have conversations with developers. We're going to have conversations with folks on the Epic side of things. Maybe some folks who are going to be dealing with metahumans or even folks who are going to be doing stuff in Unreal Engine. So lots of great conversations are going to be coming through with a very new video series called Something Epic uh, that I'm very excited to do. And every month you'll have a new video uh, that's going to dig into, you know, a new game or, you know, a, or a game that's just in the store or, you know, even some upcoming content that's going to be in that space as well. So I'm very excited about that. We already have three episodes ready to go. Uh, we have one that's our friend Ariel Knight and Never Yield. We also have the folks from Ember Lab. So we're going to be talking about Kena, Bridge of Spirits. And then also one I'm super excited for. And I think the one that we're probably going to drop first is going to be all around the Matrix Unreal Engine demo. I am super excited to share that content with you. We have lots of goodies coming, so please stay tuned. It'll be on our YouTube channel uh, and we'll be sharing that out monthly. So I'm super excited, super excited to be in the program and hope that you all dig all the content that we're gonna be doing with our new show, Something Epic. We'll see you all very, very soon. Make sure you're checking us out on socials at Khalif Adams, at Spawn On Me. And yeah, massive love to my friends over Epic for letting us be a part of your family and getting some dope things in for the rest of the year. Much love to you all. We'll see you soon. Peace. So I'm excited about that. We're going to get a chance to do a whole show for a year with 12 episodes where I dig into, you know, really cool things that are happening, you know, through Epic, around the Epic Games Store, technology that that they're kind of digging into. Like, I'm really excited to talk to someone from Epic about metahumans and Quixel and remote production and all that cool stuff. I mean, uh, virtual production, because that's stuff that I want to do for Spawn on Me. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of cool stuff coming for, you know, 2022. I'm already excited. I got three episodes in the can. I got to edit some of those down uh, this weekend so that the first one will drop on Friday of next week. So you'll get an episode, this episode, I'm sorry, a episode of Spawn on Me from next week. And then you'll also get the first episode of something epic on our YouTube channel. So YouTube.com slash Spawn on Me. So. It's going to be cool. They're going to be pretty short. They're not going to be really long. They'll be like 15, 20 minute episodes. And we'll be talking directly to those folks like we do here on Spawn of Me, but under that epic banner uh, is the way you want to talk about it that way. First story that I want to dig into uh, of this week is all about Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo 7 looks dope. It looks extremely good. I was one of those people who was worried about if that was going to really be able to compete with Forza Horizon. Of course, they're very different games. I think they are two different beasts in a lot of different ways. Um, I think, you know, even though if you're a, a, a car lust person and, and you're thinking about Horizon, uh, a Forza Horizon being this kind of epic, really big, large world game, um, that's one way to kind of think about it. But I think for uh, for most people, GT7 is a game that is really about how do you um how do you really like dig into you know car you know car culture in a bigger way like i think car culture for you know GT7 is different where it is very much about collecting is very much about mixing and matching different genres of cars and the history behind cars and, and, and how they have become this very large, you know, connective piece to culture in that way. Um, and I sat through a hour long, I sat through a 30 minute uh, presentation that the wonderful folks over at PlayStation uh, gave me access to. 
that talked about not only just like the visual fidelity that is going to be in this game, which, you, you know, if you're watching the, the Twitch version or the YouTube version of this, you're seeing just how gorgeous this game is going to look on your PlayStation 5. But even just like small details that they talked about that blew my mind about like, you know, there's going to be a performance version of the game. And there's going to be a ray tracing version of the game or at least options within the game, I should say. And just how differently those two versions are going to not necessarily going to be a big gap between the visuals between the two, but like you'll have a noticeable difference in the way that light kind of does what it does on a ray traced surface within that game. And that I'm really hyped for like that. I'm, that's the thing I'm like car games are where ray tracing really shows itself off in a beautiful, like great way. Um, and I think that's going to be really cool. The other thing that was in there that really stood out for me because um, there are a lot of game modes in here. There's a lot of, you know, they have a, mo a mode where you're driving to music, but you're kind of playing against the music. It's this music battle kind of uh, mode. I'm describing it terribly. I will find better words for it and, and revamp that. But is this time? Is this kind of music mode that's in there? But the thing I really love about what they're going to do with Gran Turismo Seven is like. When you're driving in all these kind of really pristine places from around the world, I am a big car photography fan. Like I love photo modes in games. I especially love photo modes within uh, games like this uh, because they change in just like a really different way of how, you know, that stuff winds up working. Um, those parts are really cool because then you get to showcase all the ways that those things kind of play into each other. Um, and that's badass i love the way that that's going to wind up happening um it, it's also going to be this thing where the weather of this game is going to be a huge deal they talked about pulling satellite telemetry from space and talking about how the the atmosphere of the of the weather will change the race so like not in a way where you just drive and then like rain hits the ground and, and you get less traction and it's slippery. But like the way the tracks will have divots in it, some places are higher than and lower and some places where there are, you know, places where puddles would collect, they will actually collect in the on, on, on the course and they will stay there and affect the way the race runs because you're going to be driving through some of those puddles. And there's like certain ways that the ground dries in real time because, you know, if it rains in one part and then it stops raining in another or it gets hot and then you have these layers of the ground that are different, the traction you will feel within the DualSense controller will change. That's dope. I'm so hyped for that because it just makes all the conversations around the, the game and the driving just feel different in a way that is tangible in a, in a in a space where you know you're always thinking about like how does the car feel how's the car drive you know how are you feeling about the traction and you getting into a turn and you being able to tune your car to say oh i have a car that's going to be in potentially rain weather let me throw on a certain bunch of things onto my car so that i know it's going to feel you know uh, more in line with what i have an expectation for it to feel like 
them talking about that stuff, them talking about the sound that you're going to have in this game that's going to be reflective of, you know, a way the car would sound and, and the traction of the cars and the feeling of you being passed and moving through spaces. Like, it's a technical feat from what, you know, Polyphonic is going to be able to do. But it really just talks to what next, what next gen technology is going to be for games like this. It's going to be about feel. It's going to be about sound. It's going to be about your controller, especially on the on the PS5, with the DualSense telling you a lot about your experience while you're having it. So, I am blown away by what they're gonna what they're gonna do. I'm very excited about what this game is gonna is gonna be on. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that we'll get codes for this thing because it's gonna look really cool. I'm a, a terrible driver. I w- admit that uh, off jump. Um, you know, I'm used to playing great games like Forza Horizon because they have a little bit less of a steep learning curve. But I would kind of love to like sit down with somebody who's a car head on the show and and go through some of the conversations. And be like, I want to drive this car really, really well. What are things I need to learn? How do I make the car tune in a way in a certain that feels better like i want to have those conversations in 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 that way um so i think that's going to be super dope to be able to kind of finally play around in after you know gta 7 has been you know off the grid literally for a long time and now is kind of making its comeback so i i am i am extremely hyped for what this game is going to wind up being um knowing that it's going to come to this space in a much bigger and kind of more profound way um that's going to be extremely extremely cool um last news story that i did not put a a, uh art asset into is sony buying uh bungie sony has bought bungie for almost four billion dollars they're going to get folded into uh sony and, and, and playstation uh the biggest kind of takeaway from that whole story is more about Sony saying that they acquired Bungie because of the way that they handle networking, um, which is a interesting layer to talk about for a for a game or for a company or for a development studio where, you know, they have a really big game that's been out for a long period of time and they have more projects that are coming uh, in the way that that all kind of works. So, like, that is going to be a cool acquisition i you know it's been you know we were all worrying about or wondering about if sony was going to make a move and now they made a move with bungie uh tdh in the chat uh has said five billion with the retention package yeah they said that they were doing like depending upon where you are in the mix of your seniority it's like one million dollars per developer of that company which is nuts that is a wild number number to say uh you know in that space so that that's pretty cool it is it is very very interesting to see where all of that lands um i'm i'm excited to see what that means for uh bungie fans and and bungie folks who are developers there friends that i have over in that space that's going to be super cool to see where that lands and you know it's going to be real real fun to be able to see all of it you know, what does that mean for Bungie? Does that give them more space to grow? Does that give them more tools in their toolbox for, uh, you know, all of those things to kind of grow uh, in that way? And, you know, what happens to Bungie? Do they, you know, they were going independent for a long period of time. 
and now they are like still independent but kind of not because they got acquired it's a weird thing like the, the you know the mergers acquisitions conversation has been really funky and this doesn't make this more clear this kind of clouds it even more uh for for what that means uh for all of us as players and for them as for workers on on, on that space so uh we'll see what that leans into we'll see how that works and then hopefully they will be able to land in a good space have really good um ways to work uh and and sony doesn't necessarily change and rock the boat too much with with that kind of stuff so work i'm very excited for them happy for them and happy for you know all the folks who i know who are working at bungie who hopefully got some dough about what that means um we're going to run into a short break, uh, literally about two minutes. Um, and then we're going to come back with some of what we've been playing. Uh, and then we're going to talk about uh, Dying Light 2 and talk a little bit about Ali Ali World. Uh, and we're going to do that right after this. We'll be right back. Hey, Bricago. Merrick Kay here from Fanbyte. Did you know that Spot on Me is a part of the Fanbyte Podcast Network? We produce a ton of other great shows like Channel F, a podcast where we talk about the games we're playing. Can I just say how much I would love for there to be a Hitman game that's just about making people experience embarrassing social faux pas, trying to like prank people and make it seem like they had farted or like tripped on something. (laughs) That would be like very good. Dig up weird finds at thrift stores. So the listing says Bung Doctor V64. And take your questions about the best jokers. Labar's Martin asks, what's the best or coolest weapon ever given to a mech? Gundam Gusion Rebake has a really oh, good... Wait, give, me, sorry. give me that one more time. Gundam Gusion Rebake. Yo, I heard you. <laughs> Gundam Gusion. <laughs> I personally guarantee you that listening to Channel F will make you a better, smarter, more powerful version of yourself. So go to fanbyte.com slash podcasts or search for Channel F on your podcast app of choice today. Improvement not guaranteed. Listening to Channel F may cost you amplification. Welcome back to the Spawn of Me podcast. This is your host, Khalif Adams. I hope you had a wonderful break. Uh, we are back on our episode 422 show. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Spawnies. We talked a little bit about Sony buying Bungie. We talked a little bit about Gran Turismo 7. So make sure you are checking out all of that goodness here on Spawn of Me on the audio version of the podcast that is in all of the places that you listen to podcasts. Shout out to all of you. Shout out to all our friends who just rolled in from fall. All our nerds. Nerds. Go listen to that podcast, one of the best podcasts about pop culture and blackness on the planet. Go make sure you check out their wonderful work there. Um, I'm still playing through Dying Light 2. I'm still running through the game. Uh, I do not have a full review ready for it yet, even though Embargo lifted today, which is Thursday the 3rd of uh, Black History Month. I'm not even going to say February because it's all month. I'm going to say that all day. Anyway. Uh, but I will say this. I'll give some quick impressions. One, I think the game looks really, really good. I think it plays extremely well. I've seen there's been a lot of conversations about like story-wise, there being some 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 things in there that aren't really great in terms of like it doesn't really feel connected. It doesn't really feel uh, like the story is kind of fully tapping into what you had hoped this thing to be. I don't really go into Dying Light for the story. 
that's honest. I, it's not a game that I go into for feeling like I'm going to have this like magical conversation that winds up pulling in through the you know lyric, uh, uh, literary direction of this game. I play this game to make weird uh, melee weapons, to jump around in the world, and to chop up zombies. I'm not looking for this to be war and peace. I'm not looking for this to be some joint where I'm just like, oh my God, this was done by Tanahasi Coates and I need to sit in here and just absorb it into my body because it's gonna make me feel better. This is a game about chopping up zombies and running up walls and kicking people in the face. That's what this game is about. <laughs> so, with that said, what I am playing and have been playing so far feels really, really good. I think that they've done a good job of mashing up and, and bringing in some old aspects of the game that came from the previous editions and, and iterations of it, with now you having a little bit more of the technical side of it with a much larger world uh, where you can literally climb around in everything. Like, it is kind of dope that you can go and see, like, that build like the you know the, the 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 conversation that happened you know way back in the day of like skyrim right where they were like you see that mountain you can go to that mountain you can walk to that mountain and do that thing that feels really tangible within dying light too which is a thing that you know you take for granted because we're still thinking about technology and the way that all of those things work but it feels really really good to be able to do it to be like oh i have my binoculars on i'm gonna go see that thing over there and hopefully find some things that i can scavenge and go through and 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 pick through and and, and build out my kit to you know craft more weapons and craft more uh, uh um medicine and, and and things like that so the thing that so far has been the coolest part of it has been the day night cycle parts which i think they talked a lot about in the uh you know all the pr that led up to this game which they they blew the pr out i was getting pr packages like every couple of months they got a hat and a big old they sent me some cologne to make they did a whole bunch of stuff um, and it was cool, but I think the thing that winds up pulling through that is actually the coolest part of this game is how the game plays very differently when you're playing in the daytime versus the nighttime. Daytime, zombies are kind of asleep. They're in the dark. Uh, they don't like sunlight. They don't want to be out, out, out in that way. There are some shamblers who are out there who are kind of running, you know, running around and... <laughs> you know, walking around all slow and breathing on you with hot neck breath and, and that kind of stuff. But the game, when you're in the daytime, feels like you're more worried about humans than you are about zombies, which is cool. I think that's always the thing that when I used to watch The Walking Dead, uh, when it wasn't in the 7,000th season, uh, was that the daytime part um, feels kind of scary because you don't know where the humans are and humans because they are sentient and they have weapons they will come at you in a different way than the zombies do nighttime is the best part of this game though because nighttime zombies are all out they're all out in the world they have different kinds of zombies where you have like big hulking zombies who have like big hammers you have these ones that are like the witches from uh, uh, 
uh, what the hell is the game? Back for Blood, like that kind of game where they they scream and then they basically alert all the zombies around you. Left for Dead. Thank you, Royal Martin. Uh, like Left for Dead uh, ones. Uh, Jade to the Vice says the freeze come out at night rings true here. Absolutely, it is absolutely that. And when that happens, they initiate this chase sequence, and it has four levels of chase. The ch- when you are getting chased by these zombies, they are on your ass, and it is wild because they will run up walls. They will try. They will follow you. You can climb up a building, and they will come get you. It feels really dope to be able to get into that part of the game where they are chasing you down. And then don't if you fall off of a building or a high leveled thing, they are smacking at you and grabbing at you and you just get all these hit marker indicators around you. And it really changes the way you think about how you need to traverse around the the, the map in the world because you get real scared to be like, oh, I don't know where to go. It's dark. I have this small flashlight. I don't know where I'm going to go from one layer of the map to another another part of the map. I know these things are coming. I don't know where I'm at. I see things within the map that I can get to that provide safety. So like there's these uh, UV lamps that are in some parts of the world. You can generate more of these by kind of building out uh, these things, these windmills in the game that serve as like the Assassin's Creed towers. You know, you get to the top of it, you start it. It has a little, you know, uh, sequence that it shows Um, and, and all of that stuff then starts to kind of work in that way. Uh, it is really scary when you get into that point and you've accidentally scared one of these monsters into starting that process for you. Um, NF Redux in our chat asks, can you play with no HUD? That would be really terrifying levels of immersion. Yeah, you can totally play without the without the HUD. And now that you say that, now I kind of want to play without the HUD because I didn't think about that. Because um, that's like, you don't know where landmarks are without some of the HUD pieces being in there. And you need those because it gives you really good information to say there is safety over around, you know, this corner or like I see the icon for where a UV room could be or a safe house could be. uh, And, you know, you're running towards that. It doesn't even matter. Like sometimes you're running in the wrong direction to get around zombies because they've shut you down and you have to get to another spot so that you can get to that safe house. Um, and it, and it just feels wild when you're in those chase sequences so far again, story hasn't really pulled me in that, 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 that deeply I've been really busy with spawnies and everything else. You know, Rosario Dawson is a major player in this game. I've not gotten to her sequence yet. Uh, that is not a spoiler that is in a lot of the actual like marketing material. So don't get mad at me. I see you already trying to type things in the chat being like, I didn't know that. Now you do. And you should have locked, you should have looked at all the commercials instead of flipping through it and turn your ad blocker off at the same time. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but so far, brilliant. I love it. It's been super, super cool. Um, basically after this going to be streaming some with some dope folks that I know and we're going to be streaming some of that live on twitch.tv slash spawn on me if you missed it go check out the VOD later last game that we've been playing for uh, Black History Month and forever is Ali Ali World I am so hyped about Ali Ali World Ali Ali World as a big Roll7 fan 
I have been playing the crap out of this game. It is one of my favorite games. It still has, this version has one of the dopest chilled out soundtracks in a game. And they nail the music. They nail those parts every time. They constantly are pulling together really smart music, beautiful visuals now that they've moved from a very 2D sprite-based game to a very much 3D game. And it feels good. It's like all those layers of the ability to have that score chase kind of game mixed with um, chilled out vibes, mixed with beautiful graphics, chilled with a very technical game. I don't think a lot of people understand if you haven't really played some of the old um, uh, uh, Ali Ali games, how technical these games are. And I think that's the part for me that really drives it home because I love to be able to play a game where I can go after getting a big score and challenge my friends to see if, you know, I got a better score than they do. Combo systems in this game are brilliant. The fact that they have now added these multi-layer tracks where you can basically move from the background to the foreground through these switchbacks and through these half pipes adds just a whole other layer of complexity and fun to a game that really just has so much to offer. It is so fun to play through this um, and think about where you're going to kind of go and how you can get a better score. And then once you unlock certain layers, you can then go into a space where you can challenge your friends. You can see their score and try to beat their score. You can have a, a, a place where you can get the uh, the the map to be randomly generated so you know usually the thing that's great about these games is you finally once you've nailed your route and you know like oh i know a jump is here i know there's going to be a gap here uh i know that this is coming so i know i have to prepare for it you can randomly generate a map and it basically changes all that up so you have infinite replayability in a game like this it is freaking dope it is so good i'm having so much fun with it um the challenge systems are great you have so many different ways you can customize your character you have these wall runs you can ride up against the wall and wall ride things now and it just brings so much wacky fun with the art style and the way it all connects that it's really just like roll sevens like master like like opus of what this game is is going to be my character uh is like a really chilled out cat you know is, is a young woman young girl uh with with a, i think she has a hijab on uh rocking with some like dope knee pads and a dope board i have been asking roll seven to put a spawn on me shirt or a spawn on me board in this game. I'm still lobbying for it. If you're listening to the show and you like roll seven and you want to ask them to do it, do it on my behalf. Cause I would really want some spawn on me stuff in this game somehow. I love it. It's super dope. It's really cool. I'm very happy about it and I'm dying to play more of it. Uh, Cause I haven't finished it yet. Like I'm still playing through it. Uh, and it just feels really smart in the way they kind of built this thing out. It's like five regions in the game. Each one has like small tutorial levels in it that will kind of get you through. It teaches you kind of the mechanics of that stuff. And 
it is it is one of my favorite games already it already feels like a game of the year contender in my book i am hyped for everyone else to play it when it drops and i think you know when you get a chance to go through it i'm looking forward to kicking all of your asses uh in terms of the score points of this game because i am very competitive and i love games like this it is so so good so I am hyped for that. It's going to be pretty damn fantastic. Everyone go give Roll7 some love because they are brilliant and fantastic. And I'm just very, very happy that I'm going to get a chance to play, you know, all of those games uh, in this way uh, with everyone in the community. So I'm excited for that. Maybe we'll find some ways to get together and do some community nights where we like try to beat each other's score. That would be super fun and dope. Uh, but yeah, once it drops, like definitely, de- definitely cop this game. Uh, you should definitely get it. It's going to be very, very good. I'm already giving it high marks, um, but I haven't finished it yet. So I'm waiting to do that. So um, we're almost out of time for this episode of Spawn on Me again. Thank you to everyone who has come by today the chat was live tonight we had a lot of dope folks come through for all nerds came through with a fat raid massive love to them again listen to their podcast listen to their content they are brilliant uh it is black history month make sure you are supporting everybody who is in the space making dope content twitch is doing a fantastic uh, black excellence uh, 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 program right now where they have 1300 streamers who are going to be bouncing in and out of the black excellence layer of Twitch uh, for the front page uh, for this month. Uh, go check them out. Go give them some love and do all that kind of stuff. Go watch the Spawnies. It's on our YouTube channel. It's It needs more views. It needs more love. Um, and send us some suggestions. Like we have, again, like on our main website, spawnomy.com, you can send us emails there about things you want to see. You know, even for some uh, some uh, something epic, you know, if there are things, there are games within the, the Epic Game Store that you want to see us cover, uh, I know like Tunic is going to be a thing in there. I would love to go check that thing out. Um, you know, if there are technologies that you want to kind of talk about in that way that are Epic Games connected, let me know because uh, I will definitely go reach out to the folks from that side of the fence and see if we can make it happen. And I'm really excited for that project. It's going to be really cool. Also, we got into the Capcom Creators program as well. Uh, and I changed jobs. Uh, I'm no longer at Riot Games, uh, so I'm looking for work. So hit me up on LinkedIn with all that goodness there too because i want to go do more cool things within the gaming industry we do have some fun stuff coming a little bit later in the year actually not later in the year but probably next month actually we there's going to be another big announcement uh about stuff that i'm going to be working on that i can't talk about just yet but uh i'm really excited for the future i think there's going to be a lot of fun things happening and you know i'm hyped about all of those things uh within the space uh so massive love to everyone at home for being here during our live episode of the show make sure you're sticking around if you're here on twitch we're going to drop the stream for about two or three minutes or so we're going to come back actually no we're going to drop it for like 10 minutes because it's still a little bit early we're going to be coming back around 6 57 p.m uh this evening uh to be playing some more uh dying light 2 with some great folks that you may know maybe some folks that you have gotten a chance to see as well so we're going to be doing a little bit of that in and out tonight on that and again listen to the podcast on the audio uh podcast platforms all of them are got our show on it 
Give us a five-star review uh, on Spotify. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can get bigger and do more dope stuff with all of you here in Chicago. So with that being said, we're going to get up out of here. Thank you so much for being here this week and every week. My name is Kali Fathoms. Massive amounts of love to you. Massive love to everyone who has subbed tonight, who has followed tonight. We're almost at 9,000 followers here on Twitch. Extremely excited about what that means. And uh, hang out. You'll see another notification when we go live again in a couple of a couple of minutes, and then you'll watch us play some Dying Light 2 on stream. Much love to you all. Have a wonderful night. We'll see you soon. Peace.